Hey bro, how are you? Today we are heading to the gym and we're gonna go to work, gonna go to the co-working space to do some coaching calls. I've got some mentoring that I'm doing for some, some young guys and I'll hope to record those and share some insights from those creating godly men. Hey, you're listening to the Quit Porn, Achieve More podcast, where we talk about how to break free from porn quickly and easily so that you can finally live with integrity, confidence, and focus on bigger and better things. My name is Ben Uyama, and I gave up porn more than five years ago after battling it alone for most of my life. I've been married for more than 12 years, we have three kids, and I've been helping men quit porn one-on-one for more than 10 years now. Let's get started. All the people that come come to me for, for mentorship and that I, that I work with gravitate towards me tend to be, interestingly, men of faith, men who believe in something spiritual. And often, because of that, they have a certain level of a lot of shame and guilt and feelings of unworthiness, right? And that's kind of the double-edged sword of having to being a man of faith, right? We have standards, we have values, we have a moral code. And living in a world where it's easier than ever to, to lose sight of your, co- your compass and your moral code, uh, a lot of the men that I that I coach are struggling with addiction, struggling with, you know, I don't want to be a man that watches porn and masturbates and and spends a bunch of time on social media and Instagram, TikTok, but I find myself gravi- gravitating towards that. And so those are the men that, that I'm coaching. And so my heart really goes out to them because I know exactly what that's like. It's exactly the man that, that I was really struggling uh, to break free from that stuff and feeling that sense of torment and discrepancy in the heart of like, I want this, but this is my reality. And and I think the higher people's standards are and the higher their values are, the more they feel that that torment and that discrepancy in their heart. So that's that's like, that's my mission really is I'm trying to get those people together and, and see how I can actually substantially help them. And that's been my life's work for the last 10 plus years now. And, and so I feel like I really do have a mission, a mission if you would call it that, uh, from God. I wanna share a funny story. Last night, I was putting my kids to bed. <laughs> and I just, I was singing, you know when you sing songs randomly that just come to your head? And this is a song, it was, baby bottle pop, baby bottle pop. And anyone that grew up in the 90s knows exactly this reference. Baby bottle pops, all right? And my son was like, what, what song is that? <laughs> and I was trying to explain this American candy called Baby Bottle Pops. And I was just dying, like laughing on the floor um, because I was trying to explain it to him and he couldn't understand it. And just explaining this candy is really ludicrous. So basically, it's a bottle, it's a baby bottle shaped candy that you take the top off and you dip, you dip it in sugar, powdered sugar. And, and then you suck on the baby bottle with the sugar on it, right? And my son is like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't keep a straight face. My son is like, why? <laughs> why did this candy exist? And he was trying to understand where did baby bottle pops go, right? And I was like, I don't think we sell them anymore. It was almost like trying to explain to someone an alternate universe where we have this <laughs> crazy candy, right? Anyways. I was on the floor laughing because his face was like, what, why, <laughs> right? And I realized how crazy it sounds to explain this. Anyway, just wanna share that side 
story that I was laughing. I woke up this morning, I was just laughing, so I wanted to share that with you guys. All right, so there we go. Um, so my fitness routine. We're going to the gym right now. It's about a 20 minute drive to the YMCA. Yes, the YMCA guy. Just like Sam Sulek, or Sulek, whatever you, however you pronounce his name. He's a YMCA dude, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna rock the YMCA gym, because I enjoy it. I like it. I like the environment. I like the, I like the spirit there, you know, they remember your name. It's a, there's a Christian vibe to it, which I resonate with, I like, I like the faith. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to lose fat. That's what I'm really excited about. I have never gone, gone all out, balls to the wall, serious about fitness, to be honest. Like I've, I've been consistent, and but I haven't been devotely serious to, to, to it, right? Of course, I always say, and what I've heard is that consistency beats intensity, which means it's more important to be consistent than it is to be intense for a short period of time. And that goes for everything in life, fitness, finance, right? Finance, relationships, marriage, raising children, faith. It's more important to be consistent than it is to be intense because the people that make it intense, they're the people that are like, I'm gonna get fit for the summer, I'm gonna get fit for this event, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to like pump Bitcoin or whatever, like get into crypto and they try to think short term and they don't think about the long-term strategy of like, if I consistently work out three times a week, if I consistently, you know, put money into crypto or stocks or investments or business, whatever, if I consistently invest in my relationships, my, my wife, if I consistently do the things that eventually will lead me to my goal, those are the people that absolutely win and dominate in life. And so that's a lesson I've learned from fitness and that's, that's why I believe and I teach fundamentally that to the guys that uh, if you want to start thinking long term as opposed to short term, the best way to do that is to start lifting and to start working out, start with fitness because it's a physical representation of that forces you to think long term because you can't win in fitness by thinking short term, you can't. And so fitness, what it does is it forces you to think in longer time horizons, which essentially is a skill and a mindset that we need to succeed in every area of life, including business, making money, whatever it is, right? So that's how I approach my workouts. And that has been for the last two years, basically, that I've been kind of more consistently working out, is uh, just putting in the time, and even though it's not intense, but now, after just starting a cut phase, I am looking into being more serious about lifting and working out and, uh, and losing fat, right? So how I'm doing that is I, I'm just trying to maintain muscle. So I'm not, and so from what I understand, what I've experienced so far is it's not that hard. It doesn't require a lot of intense time under pressure to, to maintain muscle. So that can be done by, you know, three times a week exercising muscle group three times a week, right? So I do that um, four sets a day of that muscle group just to maintain the muscle. And then on the diet side, I am intermittent fasting. Yes, intermittent fasting. I always hated intermittent fasting people. It always seemed like a trend. It was always like, oh, everyone's talking about this. Until I actually learned about the science about it and I got serious about it and I tried it. And what I absolutely love about fasting is I love how I feel. I love, I love being hungry a little bit. 
and I love not being tired all the time. And that was the thing for me is every time I ate breakfast, lunch, I just felt tired afterwards, right? And I just like, I hate this feeling. So I started intermittent fasting and I just feel focused. I feel energized. And so basically I fast all day until dinner. So like three, four o'clock from about three, four o'clock until 6.37. So there's like what, a four, four hour window that I will just stuff my face with whatever I can find. I will just go around on the ground, grocery stores, restaurants, dinner. My wife makes a beautiful meal every, every evening, Japanese meal, she's Japanese. Mostly meat, protein, chicken, pork, beef, lots of protein for, for dinner. I just stuff my face. And so during that four window, four hour window at the end of the day, that's when I just eat as much as I can. And I love it because I feel energized all day. Um, I'm losing, so that's kind of the, the method for losing the fat, excess fat is lifting, working out, and then doing intermittent fasting. And so what's interesting about fasting is that it is not a chore whatsoever for me. I prefer, I prefer, I would rather intermittent fast than eat because I know that I feel better from doing it and I feel more focused and I can notice that. And so this is like a life hack that I've learned is that if I can find a way to enjoy stuff that is usually difficult, then it becomes infinitely easier to do because then it becomes an, a, a plus. Then it becomes almost like an escape or I prefer to do this thing as opposed to not do it. And so in the beginning, it's like, yeah, I was a little hungry to fast in the morning, but then I started making the mental note at the end of the day. It's like, how did I feel today fasting? It's like, wow, I really felt not tired and I really felt energized and focused. So I was like, that is a positive. So I associated psychologically the act of fasting with just a net positive experience. And so at the end of the day, I was like, I really enjoy this. So now mentally, when I think about fasting, when I'm traveling, when I'm on the weekend even, I'm just like, I would rather fast. And that's a win, right? So that's been like my big life lesson, especially recently is like make stuff enjoyable and then you can't lose. The people that succeed the most in life, especially like bodybuilders, people that you know in your life that are so like financially successful or business people or whoever, influencers, the reason they are successful is of course it's hard work, of course they put in the hours, but I would say 80% of it is really they just enjoy it. The people that are seriously fit, they just enjoy it and they prefer to do it than not do it. People that are really talented in music, for example, guitarists, vocalists, pianists, they are really good and they put in the hours mostly because they genuinely enjoy it. And then there's about 20% of the time that it's just really hard work and they just, that's where the discipline comes in, right? But if you can find a way to just enjoy it, you will succeed. And that is almost guaranteed because it almost becomes like it's an escape. And if you can turn something that is healthy and into an escape, then you found gold because then it's something you would do when you're feeling difficult emotions and you just want to be alone or you're stressed or you're bored or you're lonely or you're depressed and you just want to stop feeling those emotions, which is one way to deal with it, right? The typical thing people do is they go to their phone, go to YouTube, go to Instagram, go to video games, porn, drugs, alcohol, whatever. And that's the way to escape. But if you can find a way to escape life to something that is actually healthy. It's not the best thing in the world, I might add you. The best thing to deal with emotions is to actually deal with it and to direct it and to do something with it instead of squashing it down. But in the meantime, if you're learning how to deal with emotions productively, then finding an escape that is better than watching porn, playing video games, and going on social media, 
then you've struggled. So for me, going to work and helping men to live godly lives is actually an addiction. <laughs> it is actually, sincerely, something that I look forward to and I enjoy. I get a kick, I get some kind of sick thrill even after talking with men who are just like me and I can share a perspective or share a mental framework or exercise that they can do that drastically changes their life. That's, that's my addiction, yeah. That's my escape. <laughs> I love it. And so right now I'm going to work right now. I'm gonna have some coaching calls with some men. Like I said, it's usually men that, or women that have high values and standards and are feeling confused. Like I feel this way and I believe this most of the time, but sometimes I just feel like I'm unworthy and sometimes I just feel like I just wanna escape life, right? I get that. I really do, I genuinely understand. It's hard, life is really hard. And it's, I, I think it's actually harder now in the last 20 years than ever before in history. Now this is my opinion, it's unpopular, but I think that it's harder to live now because in, in before the age of social media, before the age of easy accessibility to all the forms of escapism we look to, what did we do to deal with emotions through all of human history? How did we deal with stress? How did we deal with boredom, loneliness, anxiety, depression? Is that we only had the options that were available to us, which was you move your body, you internalize, or you talk to somebody. That's it, there's three. There's three ways to deal with emotions. Internalize, talk to somebody, or move your body. That's it, all of history, since the beginning of human dawnness. <laughs> and just in the last 20, 30 years, the advent of technology, the accessibility of drugs, alcohol, video games, screens, essentially. We have been able to deal with emotions in a very quick, super normal, and unnatural form. Now, I'm not gonna tell you that all that stuff is wrong and evil. I'm not saying that screens are evil and wrong, no one should do screens, I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, clearly, is that if you go to a screen when you are feeling a difficult emotion to deal with that emotion, as a crutch, as a coping mechanism, what happens is that you de you develop an addiction to it. And in essence, you don't know how to deal with an emotion. You don't know how to direct the emotion to be used in a way that was actually created by God to be used. And I'll say that again. God gave us stress so that we will protect. God gave us boredom so that we will do stuff. God gave us loneliness so that we will connect and we'll have family, find a spouse and marry and have children. All beautiful emotions, if you ask me. And the problem is that where people get confused is they, they try to label these emotions as bad and evil and they try to stop it. So the typical thing is like, people feel bored. So they try to fill their life with more activity, with more video games, with more stuff to stimulate them, just to not be bored because they're like, oh, I don't like being bored because when I'm bored, I do bad things. Like I watch porn and I do drugs, whatever. But. That's not the point. The point is not, how do I stop feeling this emotion? The point is, how do I direct this emotion? How do I use this emotion to motivate me to do the things that it was intended for? And that is the name of the game. And that is what I'm always excited to talk with men about. So we're gonna get to the gym really quick now. And uh, I wanna encourage you guys, if you are in this journey with me to, to follow here, I have no incentive to, to make money or be famous. Um, I really do feel a calling to get like-minded men together to, to work out in and experience God and figure out how to live a godly life like I'm trying to figure it out and uh, do that together. And I really need you because we need more male role models in this world. We need better 
role models in this world that are men of God, men of substance, men of, um, of genuine, sincere character. And I think we don't have enough role models in the public sphere. So let's do, let's, uh, let's do that together. I really need you. I really need uh, men to, to follow and, and, uh, and do this together, all right? Hey, just a quick reminder that you guys can completely block porn on all your devices today with Covenant Eyes for free for 30 days using the promo code BEN, B-E-N. Go to covenanteyes.com and use the code BEN for a free trial. You can cancel it anytime, guys. No risk to you at all. They also have a ton of resources, support, and motivational content just for you. The question is, are you serious and ready to give this up? All right, back. All right, heading home now. It was a long day. I woke up really tired because the, the baby, no, it was just baby stuff, you know, one-year-old, having a one-year-old, didn't sleep well, tired. But I did the work anyways, went to the gym. Always, it's, always feels fantastic to do the things that we know we need to do regardless if we want to do it or not. And like I said before and all the time is, as long as I'm enjoying it 80% of the time, the 20% of the time I can endure and I can have discipline, I'm set. So a big theme for today was calls, coaching calls about masculinity. What is masculinity? It's such a touchy topic nowadays. And it's weird that it is even hard to talk about. It's weird that it's even considered something taboo and uh, controversial in, in any form. But I was just sharing my experience of uh, in my marriage. So been lucky to be married to this wonderful Japanese woman short Japanese woman from Japan for 13 years now and uh, when we got married she was the more masculine type like she was direct go-getting wanted to pursue life and have a lot of passions and stuff I was the more feminine type you could say and I was trying we were trying to compromise this and it wasn't working because she's a woman and I'm a man and so what would happen is that she would when she was having difficult moments or times or PMSing and it's her time of the month, she would come to me and complain. And as people do, and as they should in life, they should go to the people closest to them. And I would try to be the woman in her life. I would try to be understanding and empathetic and like, yes, I know, I know. And it came to a point where as soon as she started complaining about me, <laughs> I couldn't do it. And I tried. I would be like, yes, honey, I know, I'm the worst. I know I'm a dick. Sometimes I know and then I would just like and I couldn't do it So at one point at some time in our marriage, I was like, all right, honey You need women you need to find women in your life And I'm gonna be a man because I cannot be a woman for you. I cannot do it so every time she's like that and she gets edgy or It's her time of the month. I say to her nicely love honey call your mom Honey call your sisters honey call your friends because I can't do it and of course, there's times where I need to be loving and listening, and I'll do that. But as soon as it becomes about me, I'm like, I can't, I just can't. And I wish I could. For a long time, I wish I could. And I would beat myself up saying, oh, I wish I could just be listening and loving, and but I just can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not a woman. And women need women, and my friends, men need men. So this is where the conversation is going today with, uh, with the coaching. And so what has happened in our relationship is I have become more manly over time in our relationship. I have been the captain of our family and my wife has been the maintenance of our family. You can see it as like we're driving the ship. I'm the captain of this ship. I'm the captain now. And she is the, she is the, that's a movie reference, by the way, reference to a movie, Tom Hanks. And she's the maintenance. 
she's the one that will make sure everyone on board feels loved and cared for and ex is experienced grace and love. And I'm the one that's making sure that everyone knows what the hell they're doing on this ship. And I'm driving this ship and I'm telling us, t telling our family where to go. And so what has happened is I have become more manly and she has become more feminine. She has become a woman. She's more, takes care of herself more externally. She dresses better. She doesn't dress like a tomboy anymore. Don't tell her I said that. She uh, <laughs> takes care of her, her skin. She is, is her, her, she's fit physically. She's not overweight. Overweight, God bless her, thank you for that. And I have become more into my role. I've been stepping into my role more and more. And so the result is, I am pushing her to be a woman and she is pushing me to be a man. And the result is that we are attracted to each other. Polar opposites attract like magnets. And when you play into your masculine role, a genuine, true feminine person, not a feminist, a feminine person, a womanly person will be drawn to you because that is what a real woman is drawn to. And if a woman is not drawn to a real man, I would say that there is some unhealthy baggage going on. I think it doesn't come from a healthy place. I, don't, I think it doesn't genuinely come from a, a healthy place. And so the result is we like being with each other. Amazing. After so many years of difficulty and torment and she's saying, why don't you listen to me? Why don't you understand me? And me going, I'm trying to do my best, but I can't because you're just complaining about me and I won't stand for that. I can't do it. And so what has happened is that we have been attracted to each other and we, lo and behold, enjoy being in the presence of each other. There's no like, oh, you should be this or you should be that. It's just, I trust that you are being the woman that you are made to be by God designed. And I am being the man that I am meant to be designed by God. And together we are attracted to each other because we are polar opposites and that is how it works. So the lesson I've learned is that we should lean into it. We should step into our masculine role. And if people are off put by that, guess what? If women are off put by that, guess what? It probably means it's not meant to be. It probably means it's not a match that is of God and that will eventually become the whole characteristics of God, which I believe God is like a father and mother to us. God has a fatherly heart and a motherly heart. And the motherly heart is saying to us, I hope you know that you are loved unconditionally. I hope that you know that no matter what you do or mistakes you made, you will always be worthy of love and acceptance and grace. And there will always be a warm meal for you, no matter what, no matter what. And the fatherly heart is saying, I hope you know that you're better, that you can be better, that you can do better. I hope you know that you are worthy to take on the world and you can. And the father is saying, this is right and this is wrong. And it's harsh sometimes. And when it's harsh and, and our child screams and kicks and cries because we're a little too harsh, they have the mother to go to for support, for love, for comfort, for guidance, for grace. And that's a beautiful part of life. That's a beautiful part of God's, God's heart, I believe, is that it's balanced. And the problem is men and women are pointing fingers at each other and saying, my way's right and your way's wrong. We need, men are saying we need, we need to teach and women are saying we need to embrace. Who is correct? Both. Both are correct because both are needed. Just like we need a mother and a father, we both need a man and woman. We need masculine and feminine. It's balance. The entire world is balanced like it. Look at everything from electrons to plants to animals to humans. Everything is balanced. Yin and yang. Man, woman, masculine, feminine. And they attract each other the more they become their true, genuine essence, their innate essence. 
And so that's what I'm trying to do day by day when we're raising this family, when I'm teaching people, is I'm trying to lean into what it's like to be a, a father. For the men that I'm coaching, for my own children, for my wife, what does it man, mean to be a man? And I'm going to be a man for them. And I'm done pretending to be a woman. I am done trying to be understanding and sympathetic and empathetic and embracing. And sure, there's a place for that. But if it's getting in the way of me being my true self that I know God created me to be, then I'm not going to do it. Sorry. So there you go. I want to ask you guys, what do you guys think of this type of content? Was there anything that I can do to improve my my body, my, my, my shape? How can I lose fat? How can I uh, get into the shape I want? My model is, uh, my role model fitness-wise, Chris, Hems Chris Hemsworth and Henry Cavill. Chris Hemsworth in, I would say, Thor 1. That dude is the shit. Uh, I like him because of the brand he has. He's like a father. He doesn't get into politics like the other Avengers does do. He's just living his life. He's trying to be the best dad, the best worker, actor that he can. And he's trying to be in the best shape he has. So that's my ex, like physically, that's my, that's my standards. Like Thor 1, Chris Hemsworth. And then there's also Henry Cavill in Superman, Man of Steel. That movie, when I saw Man of Steel, I was like, that's, that's the body I want to be. That's like, he's strong. That's a strong dude. And so that's my standard. So if you guys have recommendations of how I can, how I can get there, how I can achieve that, uh, I'm all ears. If you have recommendations for my diet, for my, for my exercise, I'm all ears. I think I'm in a good path because I've seen progress. And I know that with progress means you just kind of have to keep doing what you're doing and making tweaks along the way. Don't make large tweaks because then you might overthrow and, and counterbalance your progress. But just know that I am making progress and that's enough for me to know that I'm heading in the right direction and I just have to keep doing what I'm doing, yeah? Okay, so be sure to subscribe, guys, because I need you, genuinely, sincerely, I need you. I'm not doing this for money, for fame. I don't need any of that. I have everything I need, plus more. And uh, I just, uh, I, I really need a team. I really, we need to work together to create a world filled with men of substance and men of, of true masculine nature. And, uh, godly men and if that's you then uh, let's stick around let's get to know each other let's hang out i'm gonna head home now spend time with the kids eat dinner and then just try to love my wife show her my appreciation for everything she's doing at home for the kids because it's not easy being a mom is a long-term game it's a long game and you don't see the rewards for for decades actually so god bless all all mothers in the world all right, lots of love, guys. See you next time. Hey, just a quick reminder that you guys can completely block porn on all your devices today with Covenant Eyes for free for 30 days using the promo code BEN, B-E-N. Go to CovenantEyes.com and use the code BEN for a free trial. You can cancel it anytime, guys. No risk to you at all. They also have a ton of resources, support, and motivational content just for you. The question is, are you serious and ready to give this up? All right. Back to